It's the WP Minute Plus, your home for long-form discussions around the WordPress ecosystem, deeper insights and conversations that you won't find on our short-form WordPress news podcast. We'd love your support. Head on over to the wpminute.com slash support to donate a $5 virtual coffee, join the membership for $79 a year, purchase a classified listing in our newsletter, or get a video review of your product. The wpminute.com slash support. Support independent WordPress media. The wpminute.com slash support. This is WP Product Talk. And it's 2023, and this is our first episode of the year, and I'm excited for a lot of reasons. One of them is because we're switching things up a little bit, and Katie Keith is joining us as our co-host for the next like next little while. Katie, thanks so much for being here. Yeah, and thanks for inviting me to be the co-host. Very exciting. Yeah. Tell us a little bit about who you are and what you do and all that kind of thing. So I'm Katie Keith, co-founder and CEO at Bantu Plugin. We've been selling plugins since 2016, and we mostly sell WooCommerce plugins, but we have other ones as well. So a range of different WordPress. Excellent. And I am Matt Cromwell, and I'm one of the co-founders of GiveWP, and I am at Stellar WP doing marketing and operations and all that kind of fun stuff over there, overseeing a few different brands. And we've been doing WP Product Talk now for, gosh, I think this is actually episode 13. And this is where we talk about being WordPress product owners and business owners and how we grow and change and make mistakes and fix them and all that kind of thing. And every week we bring on a guest to talk about something that they're super passionate about or knowledgeable about. And then sometimes we just bring Zach along because he's a good guy. Zach is here with us today. Zach, tell everybody who you are, what you do. Hey, everybody. I am Zach Katz, and I am the founder of Gravity Kit and Trusted Login. And I am a co-owner, but a solo founder. And we'll talk about that today. Exactly. Before we jump into our subject, one thing we did is I went and asked the Twitter people, you know, do you like audio only types of things or would you love instead to do YouTube streaming? And I got to say, YouTube streaming for me definitely takes a lot more effort. And so I was kind of like, I hope everybody loves the audio stuff. And Katie was like, oh, no, I'm certain everybody wants to do YouTube. Sure enough, Katie was right. And I was wrong. The poll is really, really explicit. Let me see. Where did it go? I had it. There it is. You didn't uh, for- say, though, you didn't say, I will abide by the results of this poll, which is the thing, is it? <laughs> That's true. Right? That's good. I think, I think Katie's really good at reading legal documents. You know how to get out of stuff. I mean, I, it's an escape hatch. It's like, just because that's what you all want doesn't mean that's what you get. But 76% of people said, yes, do YouTube streaming instead. And 23% said, no, I like audio only. I see you, all you 23 percenters. I, I kind of like it too. See, this is uh, where the polling situation comes in, though. Like, online polling, number one, is you know horrible. You can't trust any online polls. But then with Twitter polling, you're limited to what you just said, and you can't have like follow-up polls. Like, what about Twitch? Or what about any other streaming video? Like, we need to have some some discussions about these future polls because that yeah. wasn't very rigorous. I, well, I, I think there, there's opportunity. The other way, though, because by asking on Twitter, that's the people still using Twitter. So the fact that uh-huh. 6% of those people wanted off Twitter was interesting. Yeah, you didn't exactly. ask about virtual reality spaces, did you? <laughs> yeah, I was not looking for even more difficulty. That's right. <laughs> I mean, call me old school, but oh my gosh. 
VR podcast. Okay. Yeah, that's next. Yeah, year. I don't know. We'll see. Yeah, <laughs> maybe by then. Yeah, we'll see. We're looking into a couple of different options, and I definitely want to be able to get this out to as many folks who are interested. And there's definitely limitations to being on Twitter Spaces even before the the Elon situation. You know, let's we'll see what happens. We'll keep everybody posted on how it goes. So. Yeah, I think the key Enough is of that. visibility, oh. isn't it? So they, they, we'll still be on Twitter. People want other stuff too. Yeah, yeah, we'll be, we'll try to be distributed everywhere in one form or another. But how it gets there and how we do the operations of it is another question. Cool. Well, like always, I want to thank the WV Minute because every week I send them the recording of this Twitter space and they chop it up and put it on all the podcast areas for us. So shout out to them. If you do want to listen to these things later, that's a great place to find us. Let's jump into our subject. This week, we're going to talk about business partners, how business partners help grow your WP product business. And Zach, I wanted to see if you would open us up with like, what makes this subject so interesting? Like, why is this something that you think everyone should be talking about? As a developer who has some artistic sense and is kind of good with accounting but not great at it i'm a jack of all trades kind of guy and it's always been in the back of my mind what would it have been like to have a partner who was good at things that i could work with who we, we would both be pushing the business forward each using our core strengths instead of me trying to do everything and not doing it as well as i could so that's always been in the back of my mind. And I love being a, a solo founder, but I also feel like there's something I've missed by not participating and having a co-founder. Interesting. I like it. I like that we get to have a little bit of a back and forth because Katie and I both have experience with partners. My experience is a little different. I'm not married to my business partner. That's a bit different. <laughs> Katie, do you want to talk a little bit about the pros and cons with partners? Yeah, so I run the company with my husband, Andy, and it's always worked well in that we have different skill sets. So he is a software developer, and my background is project management and marketing. So together, it's really helped us to grow the company, as well as obviously distributing work and so on. So if you have somebody personally or professionally that has different skills from you that's complementary. I think that's probably the best way of having a business partner. And so as well as that, there's the capacity and the complementary skills, but also it kind of allows you to bounce ideas off somebody. Honestly, I don't think I would have had the confidence to start a company on my own. I needed somebody. I suppose I have a fear of failure and it almost felt like less scary doing it with somebody else. So it wasn't all my fault if it went wrong, which is probably the wrong mm. attitude, but that's how I felt. <laughs> yeah. But the other side of it as well is that it allows you to kind of step up and down depending on your personal situation. So, for example, Andy's taking a step back at the moment to kind of think about what he wants for his future direction. And we've just moved house, so there's loads he wants to do personally as well. Because there's the two of us, then I can keep running the company and if I ever need some time out in the future as well. Nice. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. It's very similar with me as well. 
When we founded Give WP, it was three of us, me and Devin Walker, who a lot of you know and have met. And we had a third partner named Jason and Jason covered finances and Devin was more development product oriented and I was more support and marketing oriented. Devin and I have a lot of overlap. I, I do also, of course, have a lot of development skills and things like that, but it was easy to kind of delegate responsibilities in that way. I think for me, the biggest reason why I like the way it went was, what's the best way to say it? It's kind of like GiveWP, if I think just about GiveWP today, GiveWP is a product of the three of us and of course our employees, but like it's not a simply just a Matt thing. It's not simply a Devin thing. It's not simply a Jason thing. It's It was more than the sum of our parts altogether. And there's times when I'm when I when I'm like, oh, if I was God of the company, I would do X, Y, and Z. And the truth is, like, that might be a terrible idea. And so being able to have partners who put you in check and um and and we get to like negotiate the path forward more or less, I feel like is has been fruitful overall. Yeah. I think that would be my my overall take on it, which seems to be Hitting the sweet spot of what you were saying, Zach. Is that about right? Yeah. I also, there are so, it's really nice to be able to do what you want without any accountability. <laughs> and, you know, I we, we're a team of five people. And if I, right now with Gravity Kit, and, and when I say, you know, I think we should do this, I take into the team, I take the team's, you know, feedback into account, but I get to make the decision. But mm-hmm. I, 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 also, hearing you talk about the collaborative nature and like you're all co-owners of the product and like in terms of like greater than the sum of your parts, that sounds great. And I'm thinking, what about all the times when I have not had the drive to to do? The, I, I haven't felt like being held accountable. I don't know. It, right. It's been nice to do it my own way and not have to worry about getting pushback, especially from people who could you know vote me out or had control over me in a way so mm-hmm. i think there is a level of fear for the amount of human interaction that would be necessary and like the negotiations and and compromises like i yeah. i i like that i'm in charge and and i like the lack of conflict because mm-hmm. uh, i'm conflict averse so yeah. i it's all internal conflict and like managing the team, but I'm in charge and I do like that. But I also, once again, it feels like it would be a beautiful thing to to have partners, but boy, it's probably a lot less drama to not have partners. I think there is a balance too in terms of like, because we each had our own kind of areas of expertise, like if it came down to a major support decision, I definitely had more influence over the direction for that one. Uh, it doesn't mean that I might not get checked or we might not discuss back and forth a little bit, but it was often like, all right, well, at the end of the day, Matt, it's your choice. And uh, I think that that's a, a good balance to keep in mind too, that it's not like that every single issue has to be completely negotiated and things like that. Katie, does that ring true for you too? Yeah, it would be interesting to hear from anybody who's listening who has a business partner with the same skill set as them and how they manage it, because I think that is really important. Like people often ask me, for example, how do you work with your husband? How do you cope with that? 
And we generally say, well, we actually don't overlap all the time. We have whole days and so on where we're not talking about work or we might do things without consulting the other because we have completely distinct roles within the company. And that makes it a lot easier than having being head to head in a more potential conflicting situation where you have the same responsibilities. Absolutely. I mean, now that you mentioned everyone else who's listening in, folks, if you do have comments or questions or anything like to chime in in any way, feel free to to use the little speech bubble on the on the app here and you can comment or just tweet out with the hashtag WP Product Talk and I'm paying attention and looking at those tweets. We're, we're, we will definitely address it if you bring it up. So Zach, I'd love to hear from you on, is it like sometimes, what, have you talked with other folks who are solopreneurs doing it on their own and are absolutely happy doing it that way? Like, are it, like it's not for everybody to have business partners, more or less, right? Right. And I, I think a lot of the reason it's been good for me is that I do have my wife, Juniper, is also a 50% owner in the business, and she has a different set of skills. She's very smart in so many ways that I'm not. And so I can bounce things off of her. So I do kind of have the benefit of some of that. But I think regardless of whether or not you're solopreneur or a partner, I think it's important to have somebody to bounce ideas off of and to 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 have be either a mentor or a good friend who has experience. So if you're considering starting your own business and want to do it yourself, that's great. But make sure you find a community of people that can support you because it is a lonely trip when you're building your product that's not quite out yet and you need to you know, come up with a product launch strategy and meanwhile your accounting is all messed up and like, it's, there's so much to take care of that having a support network is, I think, essential regardless of whether you do it yourself or not. Yeah. Can you tell us a little bit more about that? Like, what do you do in terms of support network personally? Well, Katie and I are in a mastermind together, which is really nice. Mm-hmm. So every other week we, we have a Zoom call and we discuss things that are going on with our businesses and also some, you know, personal challenges sometimes. Just saying like, hey, what are your sales like this this past couple of weeks? Because mine are either up or mine are either down. It, it helps give you a sense of how you're doing and encouragement. Katie just helped me identify like, oh yeah, I should, I should really tackle this problem head on instead of just worrying about it. <laughs> Well, we talk every day. So having that kind of slack, it's like it's literally every day that we're bouncing ideas of some sort. Yeah. And I do know people that do it themselves, but I only know them because they're in a network with me that I get to communicate with them. So if anybody's out there in the wilderness, come come to post status at the very least. P Minute, join the WP Minute community. There are so many great WordPress communities with people doing really interesting stuff who have so much experience and, you know, introduce yourself, say, hi, I'm working on this. I'd love to discuss X, Y, Z. Can we, can we set a time and can I buy you a coffee? And the answer to that generally is don't worry about it. I'm happy to talk for free, you know? Absolutely. Nice. Matt Pritchett is listening in and he just said, well, he's from Saturday Drive So we've got the best of both worlds. I have silent partners who are available for questions and coaching, but leave the decisions largely up to me with guardrails. And that sounds interesting. What's your take on that, Katie? 
Yeah, that makes sense. So for the big things, you have that extra guardrail, as he puts it. When so we we would do that as well. Andy and I, like, I, we just had a conversation about that today. Some bigger decisions with the team needed making that even if one person's allocated, it's useful to have that extra sign off from somebody. But generally, you give them that freedom. I think for those out there, pivoting just a little bit, for those out there who are saying, I, I've had a couple of folks say to me that they really want to have business partners, but they don't know how to find them or like, you know, how to make that happen in one form or another. I, I think it it's pretty convenient if, if you're already married to them. That's pretty great. But for me, Devin and I knew each other through our local San Diego meetup. And uh, that honestly is a great place to get to know folks who you might want to be business partner partners with. At this stage in life, Devin is in San Diego still, and I am in Germany, actually. And uh, we still operate on a day-to-day basis, working things out together for all of our different stellar WP responsibilities now. But in the early days, we were in an office together in San Diego, really hammering things out and sweating over code and worrying about customers and things like that together. And I I think that that closeness in the office together in the very beginning was really, really, really helpful and necessary for us in the beginning. And it wouldn't have happened without our local meetups. So just another reason to go to your local WordCamp, attend your local meetups, get to know people in your in your town who are passionate about WordPress and solving problems because you might not you, one day they might be your next business partner who knows and i've heard this and i obviously don't have well i do have experience with this aspect but it's i've heard that if you partner with somebody you should fall in love with them <laughs> that, that that's an to that you like Getting along is great, but loving them as a human is a really important thing because it's going to be trials and tribulations. So mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. a good friend is, is, I think, probably an essential part of it. Would you agree? Yeah, it's about that tolerance, yeah. isn't it? So if you have some sort of personal relationship, whether it's friendship or whatever, then you think about them as people and their needs and what they're going on in in their life at the same time as work and why that might affect their work and people can step up and step down as we talked about earlier and if it's if it's just a purely professional relationship then your expectations of each other might not always be realistic for example Hmm. that's a good one yeah, I mean, I think Devin and I in particular, we definitely are friends. We love hanging out and having a good time. And in the office in the early days, we would often spend Fridays afterward going into downtown San Diego and grabbing some food and some drinks and, and just getting to know each other better. I think that was really vital and important. I think I think why that was so significant was because, yeah, for sure, sometimes we disagreed about stuff and sometimes we disagreed strongly about stuff. But because we also had such a strong trust in each other and of each other, we knew that we both were trying to do what we thought was best. So there was a definitely a system of trust and 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 sending out faith to each other to to make sure you know to keep us from just being like ah this is bullshit <laughs> and moving on. And what did you do contractually? Because from my side, I think that that would be one of the things that I would want to make sure to have dialed in immediately is having the corporate structure right. I know for me, Juniper and I, were, we both are shareholders in Cats Web Services, which is the parent S-Corp. And if we wanted to bring on a partner, we could just by is- issuing some shares. And we have it structured in a, in a ways that, that 
works in terms of your partnership experiences, Katie and Matt, like what, how do you legally have it structured? Well, we're a UK company, which is, and it's a legal company and we have 50% shares each. So that's similar. And then again, if we did want to bring in somebody else or sell part of it or whatever, then you do it by the shares, just as you said. So that's how we. We had an LLC and we all had a different portion of the LLC. But the thing that I think was really significant and important in that agreement was that each of us was required to be contributing work to the company in one form or another. In order to to be a partner, you had to be actually working on the business in one form or another. And I think that that was actually really important because I, I definitely have run into other businesses who had like almost like consulting type partners or things like that, who I feel like have often been problematic, especially when the business decides that they want to sell, for example, and the, and the partner who's been mostly just consulting on the side decides that's not a good idea. That that can be kind of like a roadblock in many ways. So I, I, I like the requirement to be in the business personally. And that's not for everybody, but I like Yeah, that's always going to be a potential issue as to whether people want to go in different directions, whether they're active partners or not. So let's say that one wanted to sell and the other didn't, for example. That's pretty fundamental, isn't it? So by having a business partner, there is always that potential for wanting the bigger picture things to be different. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. I will say, Zach, one thing I've thought about personally is if I ever did set up a, a, a business again, that I would definitely get a partner. And I always thought like a fun mix of ownership would be 45-45 for the two partners and the rest shared among the employees mm-hmm. so that essentially... When the two partners fully agree and everything, then then everything goes as as intended. But if they don't and they're really at an impasse, then employees get to be the tiebreaker, essentially. That's one kind of idea I've seen floated around a bit. And I think that's really easy with an S-Corp in particular, being able to divvy shares to employees, for example, right? Right. And I think that I think they're one of the big adv- advice items that I would have is to get a good structure it's so important and make sure that you have these kind of potentialities figured out like what you think you might want to do in the future and because i know that i I know somebody who's currently locked into one legal structure and they wish that they weren't because it made their tax situation moving internationally really complicated and so that's one thing but but the key the big key the bigger issue is starting like if you got to start as a sole proprietor, start as a sole proprietor because don't let partnership and whether you can always bring a partner on. But if you don't start your business, it doesn't matter. <laughs> and if you need a partner to get you over that line, like Katie said, then then look for a partner first. But there are lots. If you Google find a business partner online, there are so many services right now where you can inter, you know get to meet partners and talk about potential business partnerships. But Getting the product out there, having people use it, dipping your toes in, I think, is the way to go for for me. Mm, I like that. I want to pivot over into our next segment, which we call story time. I'd love to hear some like detailed examples of a time when this really this subject was really significant or important in your in your business or in your choices that you made. So perhaps it was that your partner really enabled something awesome to happen for you, Katie, maybe. 
Or Zach, maybe there's something you really found that that maybe there was a problem, like you really wish you had a partner in one certain sense, or maybe you were like, oh, thank goodness I don't have a partner right now because this is great. Whatever the detailed story might be, that's story time. Let's share. Who's up first? Yeah, sure. So a fairly recent story is one thing Andy's good at doing is coming up with the more strategic ideas. I'm not particularly an ideas person. I'm good at getting stuff done. And when I've got the plan, I'll see it through and make it happen. But sometimes he just comes along randomly with these good ideas, which I would never have thought of. One example from a couple of months ago is regarding the direction of our blog. And I'm entirely in charge of marketing and that's my role. But one day he randomly said, how about we expand the blog into a much more general resource about WordPress and WooCommerce, and that will help to raise our profile and we can promote our plugins and other people's plugins, do partnerships with people, get affiliate revenue and generally increase our domain authority just by growing our own blog outside of just our product. And I would never have thought of that on my own. And so then since then, I thought, yeah, that's a great idea. And I've taken it and run with it. And we launched that in January and we're already pretty much tripling our output of content. And it's going really well. We're getting lots more newsletter subscribers, visits to our website and so on. And that's not an idea that I would have had on my own, even though that's my mm. role. Nice. Love it. Zach? Well, I'm, I'm trying to think of a good specific example. And I'm I'm coming up at a loss right now. So no Matt, what about what about you? Yeah, happy to happy to be there. I'll partner up with you real quick and give you some space. Uh, my story is um, the, back when we were developing what came to be known as WP Business Reviews. I won't go in tons of detail about this part of it, but my my, my partner Devin, he was leading the project development and all and the website and all that kind of thing. He really ran into a really hard and difficult stage in his life and needed to check out for a while, for about six months. And at that time, I was able to to step in and it, it was so important and significant for him at that time. I was like, hey, man, take the time, take everything you need. I, I totally get it and we can keep things running, no problem. And I was able to start mixing up my responsibilities and help oversee development of the product at that time. We had a great developer working on it, which made it easy and the website and things like that. But I honestly feel like if Devin was, this is not supposed to be a nightmare scenario, Zach. I promise I'm not, I'm not like pointing this at you in any way. <laughs> but I think that at that time, if if Devin was alone, then like the business would have like come to a halt at that time. It would have been really challenging and difficult. So having backup to be able to keep things running and moving was really important at that time. So uh, I, that's the one that stands out in my mind really strong. And for me, I run Gravity Kit and I also run Trusted Login. And when I was developing Trusted Login initially, I hired somebody from Codable to help me develop it. And he had experience also with marketing and bringing products to launch and is a really good person to work with. And we were in talks to do a partnership because I really wanted to have somebody who was focused on trusted login. So the burden wasn't on me to switch contexts between the two businesses and, and push both forward. Cause I'm not very good at project management, which would be an amazing thing for a, a partner to come in and help with. But the, so we were in talks with trusted login and I couldn't afford to partner with him 
because he wanted too much of the business. I didn't want to give that value away. I didn't feel like it was the right fit. And I really wanted to, but I just, it didn't make sense at the time. And I still, I still regret not going for it. Just saying like, whatever, like, let's try this out. But I also still think it wasn't the right deal structure for me. So, you know, this conversation, maybe I should go back in the hunt for the right partner for trust of login, for example, like it's not too late in that situation either. Yeah, I you used a trigger word for me. Yeah. I don't want to dig in too deep, but do you really regret it? Do you really regret it, or is it just kind of like uh, maybe that could have been better? Well, because the way I work is so um, distracted, I, I I really do have problems with focus and consistency, and thankfully the team. With Gravity Kit and and Trusted Login, like I, I work with developers on both and and content creators and support people, like they're great and I'm not great at project management. So thankfully, they're able to keep things moving, and it doesn't mean that that it's been completely static and and like empty. But I do regret it. I, but I also don't resent my choices. I don't know. It's yeah. I would like to see, like, there's no way to know how it would have worked out, but it still feels like there, I would, that trusted login as a product would have been further along. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Even if I would have way less, you know, stake in the, in the product. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Interesting. Interesting. Yeah. I, I feel like as, as product owners, business owners, there's so much on the line with so many of the smallest decisions and, and the medium and the large decisions, of course, as well. And regret is just part of the landscape. You know, I, I I said that's a trigger word for me because I don't know why, but with my personality, regret is something that I, I either just simply refuse to do it or I refuse to acknowledge that it exists in my, in my, in my feelings. But, but it, it is definitely as a product owner, it's, it's something that I've had to wrestle with more and more and more. And it's a hard one. Well, and I do. It's like a sense of loss of the potential. And Mm -hmm. like when I don't invest in, for example, a project manager, hiring a project manager five years ago, Mm -hmm. like, Mm -hmm. and that thinking back on that decision, it's a kind of business nostalgia. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Lessons learned kind of scenario. Um, Mm -hmm. Or I wish I had done that better. Yep. 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 Nice. Well, we are about 10 minutes from time. And uh, one thing I like to uh, wrap up with always is best advice to any new plugin shop owners out there who are getting started. Most likely they're solopreneurs or, or just thinking about starting their own plugin business in one way or another. What is your best advice for them, whether it's like stay on your own or whether it's partner up or not? What's your best advice? What would you say to those folks? Katie, do you want to kick us off? Sure. So... My advice would be to consider your own skill set and what the gaps are and then think about how to fill those gaps. A partner might be a way to do that, or but there are other ways as well, such as hiring people or increasing your own skills in that area. So that's a way to think about it. It's about filling gaps. And partners are good in many ways, particularly when you're starting out, because 
well, you don't have to pay them. So you have equally a stake in the business together. So as the revenue grows, you can then start paying yourselves together. Whereas it's quite common that you wouldn't be able to afford to hire somebody straight away if, if you're bootstrapped. So a partner cannot help you get started because they've got that added motivation and they only take financially when the business can afford it. But it's definitely not the only way. I like that. Zach, what's your advice? All right. So I agree with Kitty on you know finding skill sets and figuring out which is which. If that's something you're not comfortable doing, then you might actually need a partner. Like if you're stuck there, then it's a sign that you either need a partner or somebody to help you strategize. My, my advice would be, A, get therapy because business is a reflection of yourself. Like everything in life is a reflection of yourself in a way, the way you experience it. So getting therapy is a great way to help your business grow. And hire a lawyer when you're ready to bring on a partner or to grow past the size of a hobby because getting the right business structure and the right legal protection by insurance, by, by the way, like hire a lawyer, get therapy and buy insurance would be my advices. Yeah, that's really solid for sure. Yeah, I would say go to your local meetups and create reasons to work with other people. Like start small, have a maybe a particular client, like maybe it's like, oh, I'm going to build out a really big WooCommerce site and I'd love to have somebody come alongside with me. Just be like, hey, I'd love to go 50-50 on this one client with you and uh, use those as like a launching pad for seeing whether or not you like working with this person or not. Like you don't have to go all all in, you can start with little things, you know, and I'll just re-echo everything Zach said about lawyers and therapy and <laughs> like all of those, those are like requirements. Do not um, get a partner without a lawyer. <laughs> mm-hmm. So their job is to think of all the worst case scenarios that you don't want to talk about with your partner, but it's important to hash out. Yep, Absolutely. Excellent. Well, at this stage, we are going to be back next week. And I'm going to just say it's going to be a surprise probably to everyone, including Katie and I, whoever we're going to be having on as guest hosts, because we, we're still working out the schedule right now. But we will be on next week for sure. I'm looking forward to it again, as always. Um, where will we Katie, be? any other thought? Where will we be? Yeah, um, it's going to be a surprise. Who's going to be on the show? What the <laughs> format's going to be? Is there going to be video? I got a lot of work to do. Any other thoughts or comments, Katie? Well, we've kind of got a shortlist for the next few guests, but we still are putting that together, as you say. So if anybody's interested, then they're welcome to get in touch with their topic idea that they would be good, have interesting things to say about. Yeah, absolutely. Reach out. If you got ideas, we're looking for them. We've got some good folks that we are going to be reaching out to, and it's going to be great. So, Oh, I do have one more thing that I want to recommend is... I've had some really good luck talking to professionals on clarity.sm. Oh, nice. When I have a problem that is business related or strategy related and I don't want to hire somebody for it, I, I just want advice. I don't really know anybody in my network that could answer the questions effectively. I go to clarity and hire somebody who's got tons of experience and pay a lot for it, but I get a lot of value out of it. So if you, if you want to ask somebody, with lots of experience, you can hire them on Clarity by the minute. 
Do you have an example? For one, you can talk to Chris Lemma. If, if you don't know him personally, that's the way you could get in touch with him. He's always got incredible. I do. I did also talk to a couple different people about potential acquisitions that we were thinking about making and how to structure them and different strategy costs and opportunities that would ex- reveal themselves in, in the different pathways. Because Juniper was busy getting a PhD and I needed somebody to bounce stuff off of. So I hired... Nice. That's a great tip. Really good one. Cool. Well, thanks so much, everybody, for being here. And uh, have a good week. We'll see and or hear or something. Everybody again next week. See you next week. Thanks for having me on. Yeah. Bye. Thanks for listening to the WP Minute Plus. Deeper insights and conversations from around the WordPress community. If you're looking for our weekly newsletter and short-form news podcast, head over to the WPMinute.com slash subscribe. And if you want to support our efforts, join our Slack community for $79 a year at the WPMinute.com slash support.